Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. We're back. We're back in full strength. I'm Jason Wozniak. Yeah, man. With J- with uh, Mario Tirabasi and Greg Boyson. It's good to see you, fellas. I know we are getting very, very close to hockey, and that's very, very exciting. Uh, it's it almost is, time. Yeah, it's Mailbag Monday, so we're going to get to all your uh, mailbag questions. Got a couple other things to get to uh, before we get to those as well, but uh, it's good to see you guys. I know, Mario, you were in the... Uh, you were in the South for a wedding. I was in uh, Disney World. I was World. down South. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's fun when you're gone for a while. Uh, you are so tuned out. <laughs> I, was just, I feel yeah. so behind. I, I was talking to you guys before the show, and I said, did you guys get into Kirby Doc's contract? Yeah, that was Wednesday. Oh, totally. <laughs> I, I think I saw that news yesterday. So, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, you miss a lot yeah. when you're on vacation. It's kind of well, crazy. That's the, that's the entire point of vacation is to just like, forget it, uh, forget it and worry about it when you get home. Like, uh, Jay was group texting us, uh, like links to athletic <laughs> articles. Like, dude, you're on vacation. Let it go. We'll hey, be fine. I'm just waiting for, for big. Sp- yeah. Big Thunder Mountain was uh, a long wait. Yeah. <laughs> so I had some say. time on the phone. When you're in right. line for the for the teacups, it's, it's going to be a while. Dude, we went on every <laughs> roller coaster that they had in all the parks. And the only thing I got off feeling weird was the teacups. Oh, of course. It's That's the what old, it's supposed to do. It's the spinning. I can't do that as an old person now. No. Um, loop-de-loops, curves, speed. I can handle all of that. The yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster, by the way, is the greatest coaster I've ever ridden. Um, and I was fine on all of them. And then I got off the teacups. I'm like, I need a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta sit yeah, down. I, I can't, <laughs> especially after all that food I saw you eat. Oh my God. Crazy. Yeah. I can't <laughs> imagine purposely wanting to get spun around at top speed for two minutes. I just, that, I'm getting nauseous yeah. just thinking about it. I used to love that stuff as a yeah, kid. When you're, no way I could pull when you're a kid, now. spin me all you want. But yeah, now, no, thank you. Yeah. I looked at Hope. We get, looked, Hope and I looked at each other and we're like, this can stop. And Addie's like, spin it faster. <laughs> She's pulling. I'm like, oh, oh my God, we're going to oh, spew all over you. But it was a great trip. Glad to be back. I brought the rain with me, but not the heat. Uh, it ah, Seriously, every day in Florida in September is the same. You wake up, the sun is out, it's blazing hot, super humid, and then at 2.30 it rains for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. It's, it was just like yep. that every day of the trip. But it was great. So anyway, uh, Mario, I saw you commenting uh, this morning on 
the newest hockey outrage. Um, the Montreal Canadiens <laughs> oh, yeah. reveal yeah. they have a jersey sponsor, RBC, whatever that is. Um, is that like Arby's Canada? Isn't that Arby? Arby. I have no idea. Royal Bank of Canada. I, I, that's my guess. That makes sense. Um, yeah, but I mean, they announced that Nick Suzuki is the next team captain. Um, woo. Uh, but in the announcement, they show, you know, Suzuki with the C on his jersey, but also on this on the, you know, the the sacred Montreal Canadiens jersey, as great as it does look, uh, was was the RBC uh, jersey patch. Um, I don't know. Not not much. Where am I at here? Not much bigger than like, I don't know, this here. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it's blue. It kind of blends in. Um, but yeah, you know, it's people losing their minds over these these little jersey jersey uh, patches. And look like it, to me, it boils down to this, like the jersey patches. Could you could the the team stores and whatnot sell uh, merchandise, sell jerseys without the patches on them? Yeah, they could. Um, I don't know if they're going to, but they could. And if they do, people will be fine with it. Um, and to, it just boils down to, do you want the salary cap to go up? Do you want the league to be able to uh, work financially better for you and your favorite team? Think about if the NHL had done jersey ads in the mid-2000s, early 2010s. Do you think that 2010 Stanley Cup team for the Blackhawks would have had to been blown up if the salary cap was able to be higher because the NHL league was generating more revenue through different ads, like we're, we're going into, you know, we, we, we keep arguing about the salary cap, hard cap, luxury tax, get rid of it altogether, whatever, like the league right now as what, whatever they're doing is not going to be listening to, the fans in like, Hey, we need to get rid of the hard cap. Like what they're doing is trying to make as much money as possible. So by doing that, they're, they're, they're going with the Jersey ads and does it matter in the grand scheme of things? Like are people, pe- people love to, to blow their lids over, over little things. I remember when the, the helmet ads were coming out, people exactly. were like, it's going to be so distracting and it's, it's ruining the integrity of the game. Have you ever paid attention to the helmet ad during a game at all? No. Does it detract from your viewing it. experience? No, it's going to be the same thing with the Jersey ads. I understand the like, Oh, I want to, I don't want to buy something with an ad on it. I sure. I can understand that, but, I would never wear it's clothing just, with an ad on it. Yeah, right? <laughs> even even Greg's you hat. You can't buy Zawaski. <laughs> even Greg's hat. It's a team, but it's an ad advertisement for the Bears. You and, know? and it's got the, the manufacturer of the yeah. hat right there. A little so more wanna, shout I, out. So I and I and I do want to bring up this as my last point. This was a tweet earlier today from Greg Wyshynski. He says ads on jerseys. The NHL has gone too far. He said he says while sitting in the Bell Center watching a game with ads on the ice, the boards and more CGI'd <laughs> onto the rink with players rocking helmet ads, waiting to see the RBC game winning goal scored and the crypto.com first star of the game revealed. Ads have always been a part of the game. They always will. It's money, 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 money. It's all over the boards. It's all over the ice. It's all over the scoreboard. When the puck isn't in play, you're getting inundated with commercials. Who's ever sponsoring your local team? It doesn't matter. It's it's when the game is going on. When the puck is in play, if you're worried about a jersey ad, (laughs) 
You're doing it wrong. <laughs> like one guy in a 300 level, just no, no. Back turned. To I the don't ice. like I that. Galeco sucked because the jersey had ruined it for me. Yeah. Like who cares? I don't. I don't want that. That <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Whatever. Get, just watch the freaking game and stop yeah. complaining. Here's the thing. F sake. There is so much to be mad about. So many things that matter mm -hmm, to be mad mm -hmm. about. I hope that, and I know we're talking about a very small portion of the of the world, but it's just like before. I just think generally, before you express outrage about something, ask yourself the question: Does this truly matter? Is this <laughs> impacting right. my life in any way, shape, or form? And you're going to be a happier person. I used to be guilty of it too. Now it's just like whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Put what put a big. McDonald's logo and a Hawks jersey. As long as I can, <laughs> as long as you know, in five years, Lucas Reichel can sign a new contract. Great. Mm -hmm. That's that's all that matters. So just, yeah. most we got a lot of, of 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 European soccer fans that are also hockey fans. Their entire logo is the you know what whoever's sponsoring the team. Mm -hmm. When you look at it, if you watch a Premier League game, you don't see Arsenal, you don't see Manchester United anywhere on the jersey. It's Fly Emirates, it's Barclays, it's whatever. And then maybe in the corner where the patch is on the NHL jerseys is the actual team name. It doesn't matter. As, as Jay said, does does it ruin your day to see a tiny little patch? If it does, go outside, go go find some flowers that are late bloomers, <laughs> smell a flower, go Take for a, a walk, breath. hug a baby, yeah. pet a dog. It's going to be okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It really does. And even people like, I don't want it like the European leagues. Again, so what if it is? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change the game I'm watching at all. Because well, once the puck is in play, that's all I'm focused on. And let me you should be too. Let me interject a little a little knowledge and, and logic into this argument. Uh, when people say, I don't want it to look like the European leagues. The European leagues do not have the broadcast money that the... NHL does so that's why they have to have they yeah, have to right. be walking those teams have to be walking billboards to be financially sufficient the NHL doesn't have that problem as much as we as we you know sometimes complain about oh, the, the league is the number four league in the thing and in the North America and they you know don't uh, you know they don't generate enough money it's much more than those European teams so when you look at like a Swedish league team or a Finland team like they don't have the big multi-million billion dollar TV deals to, to fall back on. They have to be head to toe in ads. Otherwise they can't have a team. So right. don't worry about that. Yeah. That's not going to be the, the issue at all. All right. We're going to get and to it, the, uh, go ahead, Greg. Sorry. No, I was just going to mention as Jay, you mentioned before we went on the air, the Jersey, ad, the jerseys have always had an ad on them, whether it's CCM or Nike or Reebok or Adidas, mm -hmm. there's always been an ad on them. So it's okay. Never it's be all right. uh, Wayne didn't Gretzky get in trouble because he tucked the right side of his jersey, and uh, so he would always tuck in the right back, and then mm -hmm. you couldn't see CCM. So that's why they're up on the back now, uh, yeah. and they used to sew the mm -hmm. logo. I think this is true. I know for sure he tucked it. And I know that yeah. was an issue, but then I think for his jersey specifically, they took CCM and put it on the left, put it on the other side. Cheek. Wow, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. Well, now true. they now you can't tuck your jersey in anyway. So I yeah, love the back jersey then. tuck. Yeah, bring that back. Yeah, that was cool. God that's forbid what we should, you express yourself. That's what we. Should, that's what we should really, uh, really have these hard debates about. I'll never watch the game again because they don't. They don't let people tuck in jerseys. <laughs> the the jersey tuck <laughs> and the and the sleeve roll up. Yeah. With Ovechkin basically having his 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 elbow pads completely <laughs> exposed. Yeah.
Yeah, bring that back too. All right, well, we're going to get to the mailbag section. But first, speaking of things with uh, logos on them, some really awesome new designs at chgolocker.com. Uh, I ordered both of these. We've got the 8-bit Walter Payton uh, leaping over the huddle instant order. Mm-hmm. And then the one that came out today, Justin Fields doing the slide in the water. Uh, both of those available That's at sick. chgolocker.com. Both are on their way to my house now. <laughs> Mine too. I ordered, I ordered a bunch of shirts today. Um, yeah, those are too good to pass up. That's yeah, awesome. They're sweet. So go to chgolocker.com and, and uh, buy one. And if you're looking, if you're not a member yet at allchgo.com, uh, jump in there and you'll get to select a free t-shirt of your choice. So join us at allchgo.com. You get uh, access to our Discord, which gets you first priority on Mailbag Monday, a bunch of other great stuff as well, and you get a free shirt. So jump in there uh, and get the year-long membership, pick out a shirt, and uh, there's so much good stuff mm-hmm. available. Uh, three sweet new Bears designs came out within the last week, that QB1 the waters, I don't know, the slip and slide, we'll call it. Water slide. And the Walter Payton 8-bit. Uh, all of them ordered, all of them on their way. So Shout out to uh, to Justin Fields, knowing that we were going to release that uh, that shirt today. So he did the water slide for us, so we didn't have to be like, oh, we had to explain it. Yeah. <laughs> Crickets. I knew that joke wasn't going to land whatsoever. <laughs> no, that was great. I, I'm, 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 I'm very glad that he, uh, that he, I, that's like one of those games, like for whatever, whatever this, this season turns into it'll be something that we remember forever it's yeah. like the, the fog it was hole fun. and it's, you gotta you gotta it was, sing, it was hard to moment. watch it was hard to watch for about two and a half quarters and then it got really fun and that's mm-hmm. all i care yeah just yeah. entertain me damn it win if you can lose if you must but entertain me mm-hmm. and i guess we should uh we got to call out the uh our buddy mario who two weeks ago Y'all laughed at on the points bet play of the week said uh, took the bears and the under 42 and a half that hit the over under at game time. I think it was 38 and a half. Yeah. Uh, probably this, a weather well, adjustment. Sometimes yeah. you fall ass backwards into a good number. Uh, this was a bet put place two weeks to, in advance uh, on week one before the, before the rain uh, made the, the over under affected, but yeah, that, uh, you know, if you if you, if you listen to us, sometimes you get some good betting advice. Hey, so. we took the play of the week while you guys were uh, on your vacations. The play of the week that Lawrence and I came up with was the take the Bears and the money line at plus two fifty. That was the play of the week. That hit. There you go. And I jumped in right away because next week's game opened at nine. Bears are getting nine and a, we're Ooh. getting nine and a half points last week at the Packers. I was like, yep, I'm done. I'm taking them points because, yes, I know Bears Packers usually doesn't end well, but that's a lot of points to be given. And based on how both those teams played yesterday, I will take those points. Yeah, I just yeah. missed a, th- a three leg parlay. I had the Bears on the money line. I had the under. And then I picked the Bears to win by six or less. Mm. So I was sort of like, mm, 49ers Close. field goal wouldn't be terrible. Would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever, I'll take the win. All right, let's get to the mailbag portion of the show. That's what everybody's been waiting for. We're going to start, as we always do, with our question from Discord. Uh, this is from USM 0506. And he says, with the Capitals announcing an alternate, when should we expect the black sweaters to return? Yeah, we've been talking about the jerseys for a few weeks now, and it does seem like teams are revealing more. I know there's going to be reverse retro this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're unsure whether or not the one that leaked is an actual Hawks concept. People from the Hawks uh, or close to the Hawks have said 
as far as we know, that's not the one. Yeah. Um, so we'll keep an eye on it. But yeah, I think most teams are going to have an alternate this year. But I, I would, I feel like the black jerseys, and we talked about this a while ago, have kind of come full circle where for a while they did look a little outdated. They looked a little like 90s, but now fashion has come back around. Come back to the 90s, and, yeah. And now I'm all for it. Bring back the uh, the all blacks. They look sweet. Oh, and that's another thing. Everybody who loved the stuff from when they were a kid in the 90s are now adults with disposable income and want all the stuff they couldn't afford as a kid. So <laughs> mm, it comes yeah. back. That's why mm-hmm. this stuff keeps coming back. They just want to see Mario rocking the tight jersey again in studio. Yeah, hey, uh, you know. It's right here. There it you is. Got it. See, you got it's it. never. It's always within. It's always. Mind. It's all. <laughs> it's always on hand for a good laugh. Yeah, I but would. I would love to see those come back. Those are. If you haven't checked, seen those nice. those those Capitals jerseys. They are awesome. The new so jerseys the, for this are those year. Confirmed. I believe so. I believe are, that was an actual tweet from the Capitals. They are. Is they it are a, going? Um, is it a or maybe alternate? not. No. Uh, it wasn't from the actual Capitals yet. It was a leaked thing. So I don't know if that's true 100%. Mm-hmm. If it is, they are really cool. They yeah, kind of got like eagle heads on them and, and the same color scheme, but eagle heads. And then their alternate will be a like a navy blue with the W, kind of like their Winter Classic jerseys mm-hmm. from a couple mm-hmm. of years ago against the Hawks. But I guess it's not official, officially official. But if those are the actual uniforms, they are nice. Yeah, uh, they look very, very cool. Um. Yeah, I, I I would like. I don't think they're gonna do it. Um, at least not this season because they'll have the reverse retro, um, which they'll wear a number of times, like they did the last time. But yeah, I mean, if they, we know that Adidas is no longer going to be the the jersey manufacturer after next season. So I would assume if they're really going to do any kind of like major, this is going to be a long-term alternate. They might do it with the next manufacturer. That would be something I would, I would maybe think is being considered. Um, but who knows? I mean, the team might just say, Hey, make it for us. We don't care if you're going to be here or not. Yeah. No, I mean the Hawks Jersey for, for the most part remained very close to the same, except when they had the little orphan Annie collars uh, for a year that, <laughs> anytime I see somebody wearing those uh, in the crowd or walking around, it's like, Ugh. God, those were so bad. Yikes. I'm glad that was another them. that was another small thing that people lost their minds over. Those were those I will say though. Those That's much were more egregious than a jersey ad in my book, though. Really uh. distracting. Yeah, they were. They like, were. Anytime there was a non-action shot like players gathered around the bench or like talking before the face-off, it was like, God, those are horrible. You couldn't do anything. <laughs> but look at the collars of those sweaters. They were they were bad. All right, what do we got next? Uh Kevin. All right, this from comes from John on Twitter. He says, what is your favorite name in hockey to say? Mine, personally, is Yerky Yokipaka. Uh, <laughs> mine was one. always um, Ole Jokinen because it's, it's just fun to say. Ole Jokinen. Ole it rolls, rolls off the tongue pretty nicely. Yeah. Man, I, I got to think uh, about this. Sorry, favorite I mean, Krasov was always a favorite. Kriva Krasov was a good one. Igor Kravchuk. Anything with a chuck is fun. Anything <laughs> that ends with a chuck. Howard Chuck. Um, you know, just just so you can get that that emphasis on that. Those are always fun. But my current popular or favorite hockey name uh, is a Chicago Steel alumni uh, currently playing at Northeastern University and Nashville Predator draft pick. Who everybody has their flaws. Gunner Wolf Fontaine is my favorite name in all of hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is just that sounds like 
like the lead singer of a of a Van Halen tribute band. Yeah. <laughs> Gunnar Wafontaine is my favorite yeah. name in hockey. Who's the guy who's got the same name three times? Is it Ivan? Oh, Ivan, 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 yeah, Ivan, Ivan, Ivan. Ivan, Ivan. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. His parents sounds like right? a '90s sound is like a '90s hip hop groove. Isn't that the guy that had like "Babies Got Back"? <laughs> wasn't that? Wasn't that Ivan? 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 Oh no, God! What was a lot. that? No, uh, Tony, 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 Tony. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, not that far off. They did. Uh, what, did, what was their song? They were they the Percolator? No, I don't think so. But that was T O N Y T O N I T O N apostrophe E or E with the accent or whatever. Little on it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I get that's uh, that's uh, <laughs> and you got to say like the, a name that fits the player, Mario Lemieux, is just like such a smooth sounding. Like yeah. that's the kind of, like you see that name, you're like, well, that guy's gonna be good. His name is too good for him <laughs> not to be good at hockey. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it worked out for him. He was decent. Mario. He was Lemieux. not bad. Turned out to be a decent player. Shout out! Shout out to Mister and Mrs. Lemieux for making that happen with yeah. the uh, the naming. <laughs> and you guys, I know Mario. It's a soft day, but I hear a lot of Canadians call him Mario. Yeah, is that that's a that's a that's a thing. It's it's in Canada and like the Northeast. It's it's all Mario. I had a I had an L, uh, junior high teacher that was originally from Buffalo would call me Mario, and I whatever you call me whatever you want to call me. I don't care. Yeah, well, he's, uh, it's, yeah, like it really. No, I, I really, didn't know if it yeah. was like, was he actually named Mario? And I was just saying it like an ignorant American, which is probably true. I think. Um, I mean, the, my my name is. I've I've heard it, you know, pronounced both ways, mm -hmm. um, and it yeah, it kind of just comes down to like regional thing. Like people, most people in the Midwest, if they like, kind of like are from the Midwest, grew up in the Midwest, will say Mario, uh, but. You know, like I said, like people that like are from like the Northeast or or anytime I've I've talked with people from Canada, it's been Mario. And I think probably because of Lemieux in Canada, it, it, it was it was Mario. Let's go to the chat. We've got one here from Michael. He says, besides the two goaltenders on the roster, do you know who else will be in camp worried about the backup situation? Well, you've got Arvid Soderblom, too, uh, with uh, Staylock and Peter Mrazek, who will be the two. Um, you know, the two uh, goalies on the Blackhawks most of the year. You might see like a PTO for somebody looking for some work. Those sort of things start to get announced around now. Our buddy Calvin DeHaan just got a PTO at the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, so some good players with PTOs. It's very interesting. Hey, Brent Sopel was a PTO for the Hawks yeah. before they won the Stanley Cup in 2010. True. It's when yeah. you see and look, you like. You've got uh, P.K. Subban still isn't signed. Technically, Calvin DeHaan still isn't signed. Good, accomplished players. The teams are just like, eh, I don't want to dish out a ton of money for this guy, but you can't like really just sign P.K. Subban to a million-dollar contract. It doesn't work that way. So I just find I it mean, hard to believe you've got such high-profile players without contracts. Yeah. Is P.K. Subban not going to be in, in the NHL this year? So there's no, possible. I mean, there's, there's no, no way. way. There's no way. I mean, well, he he and Phil Kessel were kind of in in similar territory where it's like they had massive deals that they kind of weren't worth anymore. But with Kessel, you saw him get what it was a million and a half for for one year. So I I don't know. I would assume that there'd be an NHL team that could say, here we can give PK Subban 
$1 million to be on our blue line. Like, I can't imagine that that would be too egregious. If only there was a way for the NHL to make more money so there'd be more flexibility in the salary cap, right? The other goalie under contract, by the way, Jackson Stauber. Uh, we'll, we'll, Jackson Stauber. He's not going to make the team, but he will be in camp. And- and Dylan he's, Wells, he'll be with the he'll be with the, the Ice Hogs. Yeah, so Dylan the Ice Hogs have three goalies: Soderblom, Wells, and uh, Stauber. If there's an injury, and based on the history of both Marazic and Stalock, it'd be surprising if one of those guys didn't miss some time. Sometime, yeah. I would imagine Soderblom would be the guy that gets the call to come up, um, give him another shot at some NHL action. Um, and that's not the worst thing in the world because if he's if he you know is a deer in headlights again like he was for the one game last year it 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 helps you uh, not win points which is kind of the goal of this season <laughs> so yeah I would say if one of those guys goes down we'll see Arvid Soderbloom up here and then Wells and and Stauber can um, get the action down at the AHL but you never know you know the, there's going to be those weird veterans floating around after training camp so maybe they bring in a veteran guy for Rockford and that insurance, um, you know, kind of maybe be a, a, a protege to the youngsters in Rockford. Um, the good thing about the AHL is there's no roster limit. So if you want to carry three or four goalies during the regular season, you can and shuffle one back and forth to Indianapolis to get some playing time. Okay. So we'll see what happens. I would, I wouldn't sweat it too much until there's an injury to one of those two guys. I think the goal is to keep Arvid Soderboom playing as many games possible in Rockford this year, not get him into Chicago, but hockey seasons are weird and dumb and who knows what will happen. <laughs> uh, Michael follows I, up asking about Drew Camesso. Camesso's at Boston university, not an option. Yeah, this he's year. not. I mean, pop, maybe a game or two at the very end of, of the HL season after his uh, college season ends. Um, but, you know, until he sign, you know, until he gives his intentions that his college career is over, I wouldn't expect him. You know, I wouldn't even. He's a tough one to call. See, I guess it's going to depend on what you know Boston does this year. If he's going to make the full time jump to pro next year or go back to college, so it's a tough call. Um, but we'll see how that plays out. But I, Kermesso is not going to be playing in the organization this year, except maybe he gets a ATO with the Ice Hogs at the end of the year. But even if that's the case, that's probably just to show up and practice with the team and just see what you got because they, they, their plans are going to be they're right in the playoff hunt, and they may not want to give Kermesso any games late in the year. So yep, don't expect anything from our guy Drew, but plenty of time for him. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's. Uh, we got some new sponsors to welcome. Uh, new for me, anyway, as I was out last week. Green Ridge Farm is a local Chicago meat and cheese company offering a better all natural option. I love Green Ridge Farm. We try the- some some CHGO more appropriate sponsors <laughs> <Remember> <laughs> meat we, and cheese. we had these at the tailgate the white yes, Sox tailgate yeah. weber brought them fantastic. out and i had been seeking those jalapeno cheddar brats forever and i finally found some at the jewels and i just stocked up and i just throw them on the grill uh and they're amazing all natural a lot of their stuff is lower in sodium it's all natural deli meat too their famous meat sticks i brought some of those home and housed those in about an hour uh they're perfect for tailgating <laughs> happy hour school lunches 16 grams of protein per stick. They make a perfect post-workout snack. Uh, I see them at the deli counter all the time. I've got to try their lunch meat. And now that they're on board with CHGO, I certainly will. 
if you haven't tried them yet, you don't know what you're missing. They're delicious because they're made from recipes generations in the making. All natural, deliver a fresh and flavorful alternative at snack time. You can always find them in a refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, or in your local Chicagoland grocery store. And right now, order any three meat products at greenridgefarm.com and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart. Those meat sticks will be free simply by using code CHGO at checkout. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. It is so good. I've got mm-hmm. one more four pack of the jalapeno cheddars in my fridge, and I think that's lunch now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, those were those were so good at the at the Sox tailgate. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that Green Ridge is going to be uh, going to be on with us. We also have uh, for the, the the golf fans out there a new a new sponsor, Pins and Aces. Uh, you may have heard about them before through uh, the Big Drive Energy podcast, the golf podcast on the All City Network. Uh, Pins and Aces is the presenting sponsor of that podcast, and they are now on board as the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. I know yesterday wasn't uh, too too good of golf weather, but I think the uh, the rest of the week is going to be pretty nice. So if you're going to get out there, get some final rounds in before uh, fall gets here, uh, go out and get yourself some uh, Pins and Aces apparel. Um, we, you know, th- the gear is great. Uh, I've, I've taken a look at, uh, at a number of their, their options. They got a ton of stuff out there, uh, between polos, hats, uh, golf bags. Uh, they got a beer sleeve, which is allows you to, to put some beer in your, uh, golf bag. You can store up to seven beers in the bag, which is pretty clutch when you're out there on the, uh, out there on the course and the, uh, that's the cart- one more than six. That's one more than six. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all you need right confirm. there. Confirm Sources confirm. And it's you know that's good when the cart hasn't come around in a while. You can just go to your bag and uh, get the get the beer out there. keeps it dr- keeps the drinks cold for the entire round. Uh, one of the best things about Pins and Aces that uh, that people may love is that they are a family owned and operated business. Uh, again, go to pinsandaces.com, use the code CHGO, and you'll receive fifteen percent off of your first order and get free shipping. So what how what what more do you want? pinsandaces.com promo code CHGO and uh yeah I'm going to try and uh get some pins and aces out on the uh out on the course one more time uh before it gets too cold and the snow comes here probably in the next week or so. <laughs> God, let's hope not. <laughs> we were sitting in Florida just sweating and I said to my wife and daughter I go just freeze this moment in your mind. Yeah. I know we're miserable right now, but in 3 months we're going to be wishing we were sitting here. Uh, blasting, getting blasted by this Florida heat. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I already miss it. It's been uh, two days, and I already miss the Florida heat. It is gross here. All right, let's get back to the uh, Twitter questions here. Kevin, if we can, pop one up there, and we'll get to this from our buddy Nate. What would it take, how feasible would it be, for the NHL to form a fully supported women's league a la the WNBA? Currently, there are eight teams worth over $1 That could support such an effort, New York Rangers, Toronto, Montreal, Chicago, Boston, Philly, Edmonton, and L.A. Should this be hockey is for everyone's next step? Um, There's already a pretty good women's hockey league functioning and running and doing mm-hmm. okay. Um, I think the NHL has enough problems running itself. Um, 
you know, yep. the WNBA or the NBA is a well-oiled machine. They know exactly what they are doing. They are wildly popular. It is only getting more popular. It's growing around the world. They've got things figured out. The NHL doesn't quite do it. Now, I'm not saying there's not a market for women's hockey. I think there absolutely is. I would love to see 100%. it. I just don't know if the NHL has the current leadership to execute uh, making a league like that successful. I just I don't think they have the vision or the leadership to, to make it happen. I think if the NHL wanted to do something to help partner with the the PHF or or the you know whatever might happen down down the the line with that league and the um the, the PWHPA uh the two leagues that have the you know the the two women's professional leagues that are operating right now um if the NHL wanted to partner with them to maybe help them financially, I think that that would be a good idea to help them, you know, be a little bit more, um, you know, to, to, to make it like these, like these are professional athletes. They shouldn't have to have two jobs along with being a professional hockey player yeah. to, to sustain a life. Um, if they're a professional hockey player, that should be enough to, you know, bring, bring in a, you know, a, a, a substantial income. And yes, the, the, the PHF, uh, has had uh, salaries increase, which is fantastic. Um, but I think, to your point, Jay, I, I don't want the NHL hands. If, if if I was trying to you know be the head of a of a women's professional league, I wouldn't want the the hands of the NHL on my league because it just I, I just think it it like you said they have their they they have their own problems getting in their own way. They don't need to get in the way of another league. So. Um, if individual teams wanted to to partner with with other teams, I'm fine with that too. But uh, as far as the NHL stepping in to to operate a women's league, let the let the existing leagues operate on their own because what they're doing has been working. It just needs to continue to grow. And I, I think what those leagues have done as far as you know getting games on on ESPN plus, um, just getting games on on NBC, last season it just more of that needs to happen and they'll be able to be even more uh sustainable on their own even they'll, they'll expand even more i know that the phf just announced um the new team in montreal so it's it, it is starting to expand so that's uh you know that's that that's that's great progress forward and i think they're on the right track and monetarily if the nhl wanted to, to help out great uh running the actual league no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Throw some money at them. Pr- you know, uh, promote their games. Maybe get something where, you know, when you when you you have one of these teams in the same town as an NHL team, maybe get some partnership with those teams. Maybe do a double header where you play the women's game first, and then an hour later the NHL. You know, two for one type of come early see the see the women's game stay for the nhl whatever you got to do i agree don't let the nhl run it um i don't think i mean i'm just repeating what you guys said they got they got enough of their own issues nba can do it because the nba is the most popular outside the nfl they're the most popular sport out there they've got billions and billions of dollars wrapped up in advertisers and they're so popular they can say well if you want to sponsor us you got to sponsor the WNBA too nhl doesn't have that ability um so um, yeah, I, I I would definitely like to see the NHL acknowledge uh, 
the, the league, the women's league more and, and promote it some more on their programming, maybe do some sort of, I don't know. There's so much you could do, but they've got enough uh, in-house messes. <laughs> they got to clean up first mm-hmm. before you, they have that luxury to be able to say, Hey, let's uh, let's help out this other league. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Kevin, what do we got next here? Uh, this one's from Berkey. Uh, it says, hey, fellas, following your movie podcast, if Hollywood asked the three of you to write the script for a new fictional hockey movie, what would the synopsis be and who would ideally be cast as a few main characters? Also, which current NHL player is likely to get a role in a movie at some time in the future? Ah, interesting. Oh, man, loaded question. All right. So let's yeah. uh, let's Matt Damon and Ben Affleck this up here, guys. Let's see. What do we <laughs> Well, I mean, any good sports movie. You got to have either a comeback story or an underdog, you know, a, a group of tryhard riffraff come together. That's been done so many times. So I would like to do like a, a, a you know, a, a guy that was maybe a top prospect and, you know, it, it got screwed up because of some sort of, you know, it, 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 be it drinking or gambling or something went wrong or an injury. Mm. And it's a redemption story, you know, kind of like Scott Darling, make Scott Darling's story into a movie. Um, you know, a, a, a top, you know, he was never really the top prospect, but I would like to see something like that. Somebody that's that re- has a recovery of, of, of some beat a demon and came back and finally had that big moment he was supposed to. Um, and there's a lot of actors you can, you know, do that. I mean, who gives off that hockey feel in Hollywood right now? Um, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Young, Young Blood Life. Part Two: The, re- yeah, the Recovery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Patrick Sharp playing Mario says Nate Mario Tirabasi or Mario Lemieux. That's the question. Oh. Um, yeah. Hey, if you Mario, just take the compliment. Listen, listen. Now if I know I, what if, Mario was doing. He was selling Nate twenty bucks. If, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> if they're making a movie about me and Patrick Sharp is cast as myself, then uh, hey, I will. I will not uh, get in the way of that. Yeah. No. Please, not that. What about like <laughs> uh, NHL players now that could be in movies? Like, who's got the personality in hockey? So well, PK really Subban has got movies. PK, yeah, PK Subban. I can see, see PK Subban being in like some sort of like buddy cop comedy. Him and Connor <laughs> McDavid together. Good cop, bad good cop, boring cop. <laughs> That's the name of the movie. Yeah. Good cop, bland cop. Fun cop, boring cop. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta stop these gangsters. Let's go. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Sounds good. Right, I guess we have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. I, Ed Marchand I, can definitely be in a movie. He's got the personality to. Yeah. He's a character. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I feel like Ov could be in a movie. Ov, of course. Yeah. yeah. James Bond villain in the next movie. Uh, Anthony Tony says, "Would love to see a movie about Probert." Uh, that documentary was good. Um, but yeah, like a movie about Bob Probert's life would be fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I could be someone had to play me because I was the producer on the uh, pre and post game shows he did. Ah, so I have like I just like my only thing would be like, <laughs> too bad Chris Farley's dead. Um, nah, I was gonna say too bad uh, Jim Gaffigan's uh, around. He could I was it. gonna say Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's not available either. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, all the guys that look like me are dead. That's not a great way to feel. I like your idea though, Greg, of the you know guy that was supposed to be great and then fails and then has that moment, or maybe he doesn't. You know, um, I'm really yeah. fascinated, and it, it bums me out. Like the Joe Murphy thing is just yeah, yeah. 
I love yeah, Joe but Murphy. Unfortunately for Joe Murphy, he never got that redemption because his demons popped up after his career. He had the really nice career, yeah. and then everything went sideways for him. Um, and, you know, when you're doing a, a movie, you got to have that happy ending. You got to have that. You got to have it come full circle. Um, Hopefully it's not too late for Joe because it's uh, yeah, it's not you know, good. It's something along the story of like a, like a Jim Montgomery type story yeah. where, you know, he was a coach and then, you know, his alcohol uh, abuse got the best of him. And now he's back and he's back as a head coach, you know, as somebody myself who, who is in recovery and, and tries to stay sober every day. Some days are, easier than others but those are the stories that that grab my attention because it hits home and there's a lot of people out there that that would hit home for i also, you know what i think go ahead mario you know what i think would be a, a, a fascinating story in that it would kind of it, it, it would be a build-up and then there'd be you know kind of like a second build-up would be um kind of a story about brian bickle and how how his playing career kind of went because you know he he has the 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 ascent in 20 you know to not not a guy that everyone was was really you know paying a lot of attention to over the years really had to you know fight and claw and and you know play a an, an unglorified role in the nhl to, to to make a career out of it and then has has the magical run in 2013 where you know he was so integral to winning a stanley cup and then you know then kind of like has more pressure on him and then you know wins the wins the next cup in 2015 and then as his career progresses, you kind of see the off ice stuff start to develop. And, and then it kind of comes back and can culminate to that final moment where he gets the, the shootout goal yeah. in his last game. Like talk yeah. about a moment to like crescendo, uh, you know, a movie and, and it's, it's real life. So I think, I think that, and, and we talked about it before when we did our movie podcast, how, uh, like boxing movies, it's just real life yeah. that becomes movies. <laughs> right. You know, you you don't some some of those things you don't have to script. Um, they just it's just already great as a as as a story. So, <laughs> I think that would be, would be interesting. Jason says the uh, biopic about Hosa starts with the creation of the universe. <laughs> yeah, by Marion Hosa. Right, Marion Hosa created the Bing yeah. Bang. That's right. And- <laughs> yeah. Hey-o. I, you know, it's, you're right though. Like, there's so many players that have interesting stories, and are like, correct me if I'm wrong. There's not been like a a hockey biopic before. There's probably been some like made for TV things on CV on CD. I mean, CBC outside of the, whatever, the Miracle but, movie, yeah. I mean, I guess, but that's not about a specific player. That's more about a team. Yeah, I mean, there's more about a coach. There, there have um, been some. Isn't there? Uh, wasn't there one about uh, Maurice Richard? I don't know. I, I think it was that. just Maybe. I think it was big in Canada, but I'm pretty sure Shocking. there was like a, a biopic about him. The guy who created Leonard Kenny uh, starred as Don Cherry in his biopic. Really? I, I, yes. I remember watching half of it and being like, eh, all right. <laughs> what else is on? Yeah, um, I can't imagine. You know, who make whose story would make a really good movie, but would have a very sad ending would be uh, a, a Tim Horton movie. He had a very interesting life and career. Uh, that wouldn't ha- give you the happy ending, but you know uh, that that would be a good story. Um, you know, I think a Bobby Orr movie would be mm-hmm. a good one. It's a good story there. Somebody mentioned in the chat, uh, Nate Ray Bork story would be fun. That has mm-hmm. the ultimate ending. There's lots of good stories in hockey. The problem is, you know, 
who's clamoring for the next great hockey movie outside of everybody watching this show people in Canada. Um, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, but you know, they, there are great stories, And those are the things that I think make the best movie are those stories that, yeah, everybody loves a good underdog story. Everybody loves the mighty ducks and, and the try hard teams that overcome the, that's why the miracle, the 1980 Olympic team is so special to everybody. Cause that was a Hollywood movie in real life that, you know, you, you couldn't have written the script better than that. But it's those stories that people can relate to that when you see these these superheroes, when you watch them on TV, but when they, when you learn that they struggle with the same problems a lot of us do, mm -hmm. all of us do, they wake up in the morning, you know, and, and they got their problems too. Those are the things, the things that relate most to people. They may not be the, the summer blockbuster movies, but those are the movies that stick with people. Um, are, are those real life stories? And there's so many out there. Uh, Design Love says there's a Terry Sawchuck movie. Now that's a guy that had a super crazy story too. Terry Sawchuck. When you read up on him, some of the things that he went through, played with tuberculosis. I want to say it was, or maybe I'm thinking, but he got crazy. in a fight. Like he broke it. There was a, a, a fight with a teammate where he broke. Uh, there all kinds of crazy stuff in the Terry Sawchuck uh, story. That would be a good one. But we'd have to see how like realistic that is. You know, there might be some things that they may not want to talk about when you're. Yeah. How about the Kim Johnson story? Yeah. Well, it we got to find him first. It just, it just ends his, like uh, The Sopranos. Yeah. No, like, he, <laughs> I, figured, I figured out what the Kim Johnson story was. He was one of the guys that disappeared when Thanos snapped his fingers. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. He, there you go. He, that's yeah. solved. I just like, <laughs> yeah. I just like a Kim Johnson's on the exercise bike at the uh, United Center. Camera zooms in on him and then just screen goes black and don't stop believe uh, don't, <laughs> don't don't stop, stop. believe and starts playing <laughs> that, that, that's and that's how it ends that'd be fantastic yeah up for, up I'm, for gonna, I'm gonna have to check out that Terry Sawchuck movie he's he's a very as a guy that's read a lot of the history about the game he's one of those very intriguing intriguing players some of the things that those guys had to do to keep playing and and you know I think Keith Magnuson would have a good yeah story too mm -hmm. um and that's again, not the happiest ending too. yeah but just all the things that he did and and his personality um you know that that would be a good one there's so many yeah um and spe speaking of recent uh hockey movies actually just released uh, at the Toronto International Film Festival this weekend was Black Ice, uh, the documentary made about um, the racial history of black players in, in hockey. Um, a lot of current and former NHL players were involved in, in, in that production. Um, so, yeah, if you have the, have the chance to, uh, to check it out at some point, uh, definitely check that one out. I know there was another one um in the in a similar line about you know the history of of black players in in hockey called uh soul on ice uh that one i believe is available in streaming would also uh uh recommend checking that one out too as well i need to find where to, is it is black ice streaming anywhere i haven't uh I haven't I, it, it was just it was just premiered this okay. weekend so i would i would assume if it's going to be streaming it would be in in a maybe a few months all right, hopefully it'll be because it'll be it'll it'll do its rounds and then it'll probably uh, probably hit a streaming streaming service. All right, Kevin, let's get the next one in here. BB from Twitter says, is this the first time in Chicago history that the Bears and Hawks have both had competent coaching and front offices? At the same time, <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's pump the brakes on all of that. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know if we can verify either of those things just Let's yet. Let's see how this plays out. Uh, hey, this this Bears this, this Bears team hasn't lost a game yet, so let's. Uh, hey, Bears let's are see. undefeated since CHGO launched. You're welcome. That's, That's right. true. It's true, and the the Blackhawks uh, have not lost a game this season yet either. So right, so two undefeated teams. We're, we're riding um, high. Hey, let's think. just let's just remember though, like heading in the training camp, there were a lot of people like going, "What the hell is Ryan Poles doing?" You know, every every free agent he signs seems to be getting arrested, and then the whole Roquan Smith. So yes, winning cures all that ails you, and that was a fun win. But let's let's not go crazy and, and call either of these front offices or or coaching staffs competent yet till we get a much larger uh, sample size. But it's definitely encouraging what's going on with both, but. It's just hard for me, as long as the McCaskies own the Bears, to use the word competent when it comes to them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, boy, Roquan was just wrecking people yesterday, though. That was fun to watch. Yeah, he's, 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 he's a beast. Pay that man. Pay that man his money. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Next. Cole Wyatt, who used to be an outlaw. He died at the OK Corral. Uh, rest in peace, Cole Wyatt. He said, had the Blackhawks signed oh, Phil Kessel, would you have buried a hot dog in the United Center ice while you were painting it? <laughs> For good luck. <laughs> like the Canadians buried a loony at the Olympics. I think if we did that, you'd see a very distracted Phil Kessel all season. He'd be out there with his stick perfect, chipping yeah. at the ice. You're <laughs> the waste of a perfectly good hot dog, my friend. Yeah. Anyone have the dog that just digs, tries to dig up the floor because there's like water pipes underneath or whatever? That would oh, be Phil no. uh, just clawing at the ice trying to get the hot dog. Maybe, maybe we could have just we could have put a, a like a, a mustard packet there instead there of go. a whole hot dog. Uh, <laughs> yeah. or, or one the, of the uh, relish the, packages. The the yellow and anyway. red on the uh, center ice logo would have been done by ketchup and mustard. Yeah. Yeah. No, no ketchup on hot dogs. No. No. Yeah. Come on, that would have pissed people uh, right. off. The jersey ads and the ketchup on the hot dog. We would have never heard the end of it. Two things to lose um, sleep over. You yeah. like what you want, but just avoid that argument. <laughs> Nate <laughs> says Kessel's in a board battle with himself. Yeah, he's just trying to take that hot dog out. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah, that would have been fun though. We should have buried it. There's no way it would go undetected. It, no, there were we were being watched and photographed, and yeah, we, we no. did write our initials and Mario wrote CHGO and we painted over it. So technically, they're there. And um, I will say, when I painted over the CHGO, the the C and the H were a little a uh, l- little left over. So we'll see. I think I'm I'm sure the uh, the ice the ice painters from the Blackhawks kind of fixed that. But yeah, um, they w- once everybody left, they redid it all with white and then did it <laughs> themselves to make it look good. Yeah, so. Now let's do the real ice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right. That was the practice run. Now we're gonna do the real one. <laughs> they cut out the logo. All right. Let's just go and melt this. <laughs> yeah. Just out there with a power washer. Where's that white paint? All right, what do we got next, Kevin? Uh, from Charlie the Bacon Guy. Get yourself some bacon. Mm. Charlie, it's delicious. Should the NHL have less outdoor games or stadium games or have one every year and have the original six teams play? Matchups can fluctuate. Hawks wings, Rangers Bruins, Canadians, Maple Leafs, traditionally. I, I've always liked this idea. Yeah, I've of, heard this idea before. Like original six weekend, you mm. know, and maybe it's, it's two days and maybe you have you know, two locations or something like that, or three locations where the teams can play each other back to back days. It is realistically, these things are tough to pull off. It's very like weather dependent and the ice deteriorates and all those sort of things. But I would love to see something that acknowledges the original six, especially now that we're up to 32 teams in the league. <laughs> um, 
yeah. I would like to see something to make the original six stand out. I know those teams don't need the help. They're all very successful and they're thriving, uh, at least like from a business standpoint. Um, but it would they're, be cool to see something to, to recognize those teams. Yeah, every I think week. all of those teams make up the six or seven of six of the seven most uh, valuable franchises in the league. So they're not hurting for exposure and business. No, no, no. You could do something fun where you do an in-season point standing, like original six cup. Whoever has the most points against other original six teams at the end of the season oh, gets a banner or something, something fun where you just keep track of when those teams play each other. You don't necessarily have to do outdoor games for me. I mean, the, the uh, Charlie's question. Yes. Less outdoor games, make it more of an, a thing. I think the, you know, Fonzie's got his water skis on and he's heading for the Sharks when it comes to the uh, outdoor games. But one a year, the Winter Classic, New Year's Day, make that your spectacle. And as far as, like, the teams that should be in it, I'm call me weird. I want less original six teams in those. I want these mark these newer teams to be part of it. If it's going to be your thing, let them. If that's what how you're going to, you know, market your game as this is such a fun happening event, let the teams that – are newish to the league get their moment to have their marquee game. I thought that Dallas Nashville game was incredible a couple of years ago uh, at the Cotton Bowl. That was a lot. It was two teams. You could tell the fan base was like genuinely excited to have mm-hmm. it. You know, you do another one here in Chicago, it's just going to be eh, okay. Or the Bruins again, or the Flyers again, or the Rain. Like, been there, done that. Um, may, yeah, I'm all for getting more of the Canadian teams. I know they have their Heritage Classic, but if you want to make Winter Classic your marquee thing, have one game a year and mix it up a little bit. Get Let some of these other teams put your Tampa Bay somehow in it or put, you know, um, put Seattle in an outdoor game. They would sell out the, the uh, football stadium there. I don't know what it's called these days, but, you know, that, that would be – Fun. I, I I think less for the outdoor games, less of them, and more of the newer markets that you're trying to expand. You don't need something popular in New York or Boston or Toronto or Montreal. Everything you do there is going to be supported. Try and drive up the support in the markets that need it. What I like is that uh, I think now this will be the second year in a row. The Winter Classic will not be New Year's Day because how you're competing with college football, mm-hmm. like you're not going to get the eyes that you want on that game. And last year when it was on January 2nd, I don't have the exact stats in front of me, but the viewership went up from previous years. Who would have thought, you know, like not having it compete at having like a one o'clock new year's day puck drop against every other college football game that's happening. Like good luck. Yeah. Granted, there's less games on New Year's Day now than there used to be. Like uh, back in the day, there were every bowl game was almost like yeah, there were like seven. Now there's only like five or six. But still, yeah, I agree with your point. Maybe make it a New Year's Eve thing instead of New Year's Day. Make it New Year's Eve. Have it in the like start it in the evening and kind of be your New Year's Eve. Started at like six o'clock and yeah. Yeah, There's ways to do it. It doesn't have to be New Year's Day, but I just yeah. If you if if Winter Classic is is your thing, then you know maybe do it. The, the the Sunday in between the championship game and the Super Bowl when there's no yeah. football. Yeah. Good call. On on a on, on a dead day when when people are looking for looking right. for I mean I know that's traditionally sports. like the All Star I think the All Star game it. is usually in that weekend, but nobody cares about that. Yeah. What I think what they should do is just have a, a standing outdoor game at the Lake Tahoe uh location where they had the Avs play. Because that, that was the, the, the the scenic 
uh, views of that game and the fact that it was just like not even like open to like I know they're trying to make money like it wasn't like really open to fans but you can put a couple grandstands out there and get some people in there but the fact that it was just like quiet there the the lake in the background this it was it was I think that was awesome as long as you as long as the NHL can figure out that the sun affects ice hmm. um you know those games can be fun interesting uh Nerfin says uh coyotes versus knights the desert has frozen over did you guys know about the outdoor game that happened in 1991 between the Kings and Rangers in Vegas. Yep. Yeah. It got infested with, was it crickets or grasshoppers? I think it was, I think it was grasshoppers. Like yeah. some kind of bug infested. It was, it was the like, game. it was like Ugh. 10 commandments level <laughs> grasshoppers. Yeah. It was like a swarm of insects were all over the ice. It was absolutely disgusting. Like a horror movie. Um, I guess they're just looking for the coolness of is the there, ice. Is there a video of this? There is like, yeah, rainy it's a, it's go on YouTube. There's a whole oh, thing. Man. Yeah. It was a yeah. That was the first Yikes. ever outdoor game yeah. NHL tried. It was a preseason game, Rangers and Kings in Las Vegas, Caesar's Palace parking lot. Yep. <laughs> Not sure if that's something you could plan for. Like the sun, you should know. Insect infestation. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I can blame the league for not knowing that was going to happen. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's like Indi- it was like Indiana Jones opened up the wrong tomb and all of a sudden all these grasshoppers yeah. were out there. It was pretty, uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy nasty. stuff. But all right, I know we've got one more. Uh, Greg's got to tell you about FOCO first. Greg, are you ready to do that or should we do the question? I am first? ready do it. to do that. Tell us. FOCO, there's, those are those are our guys. Uh, you already have the best coverage for your favorite team, so get fitted out in the best sports gear around. That's where you co-see our friends FOCO because they got you covered from Soldier Field to the United Center with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. You're getting excited for hockey season. You're excited for football season. Maybe you just moved into a new house and you need to decorate that man cave for the rest of the season. Well, you can check out our buddies at FOCO and you can get yourself some signs, bobbleheads, everything in between from the leader in sports, merch, and collectibles, FOCO. Looking for that perfect gift for that hockey fan in your life? FOCO's got you covered with hoodies that will fight that Lake Michigan breeze. We definitely needed hoodies here these last couple of days. So check out FOCO, F-O-C-O.com. Or if you're watching on YouTube, Smash that like button, smash that thumbs up, and then scroll down a little bit, and you'll see the link in the description. And as a special bonus and a thank you to all of our loyal listeners, when you use the promo code CHGO at checkout, you're going to receive 10% off all non-presale items. So check them out, foco.com. All right, one more question comes from Twitter from Raphael. He says, the closer the start of the season gets, the passion for the team takes over. And the less pessimistic I feel, I can already see Reichel winning the Calder and the captain <sighs> apologizing for doubting the process after lifting the cup. Don't you? Cheers from Brazil. Uh, what is uh? What's, no. what's, what's legal out there in Brazil? That's apparently <laughs> not legal here. <laughs> He's with, uh, with uh, Aaron Rodgers in the ayahuasca. Yeah, right. Stronger, By the way, stronger coffee in Brazil. Find someone that thinks as highly of you as Aaron Rodgers thinks of himself. God, that, that guy's guy. a jag. I'm so tired of him. Anyway, yeah. no, I'm not that optimistic. I think they're. I think the Hawks will be. Yeah, they're not going to be a. They're not going to be one of the three worst teams. I bet my beard on that. Um, but I do think they're going to be pretty, pretty bad. Well, if you listen to last Thursday's episode I did with Steve and Leah, Leah from uh, P- PHNX, uh, they you would feel a lot better, Jay. Uh, they are pretty sure that the Coyotes are going to be the worst team in the league, but 
they are according to Leah, they are a cursed franchise, so they will not win the draft lottery. So <laughs> she said they have never moved up. They have never moved up once in the draft. They've either stayed where they're supposed to be or moved down. So they may be the worst record-wise, but we're going to get number one because <laughs> they are cursed. And um, I am all for yeah, the so league you, rigging you things are, in favor of their more popular teams. Bring it on. If you need a boost that the Blackhawks won't finish with the worst points in the league, um, watch last Thursday's episode with our friends from PHNX. They will definitely – Make you feel better that the Blackhawks won't have the worst points in the league, but we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, no, they're not winning the cup. Um, they're not making the playoffs. I, I get it. The season gets closer. Listen, I'm the same guy that every year when it comes to the Bears are like, I'm not going to fall for it again. This team's going to be bad. <laughs> and then here I am betting all my points bet accounts on the Bears to win yesterday. And now they won. And now I'm thinking like, this is like a 12 and four, 12 and five team, right? Like they, they, they're going to go, they're going to go like nine and oh before they lose a game. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. Don't do that with the Hawks. It's, it's, it's one thing to be excited about the season coming. It's it's one thing to be optimistic about certain things. You're optimistic that Lucas Reichel is going to make that step up, or or a particular player is going to progress the way you want to see it. But as far as points go, I don't want to discourage anybody, but let's not get too crazy. Yeah, no doubt yeah, about it's, that. It's it's good to be optimistic about some of the small things, but do not ex- do not expect anything less or anything more than uh, being a bottom feeder this year. It's it's be it's excited at the start of the season. There's nothing yeah, wrong with being. Yeah. I can't be, ex- be excited gonna, for hockey. We are. Yes, we're going to be at the rink later this week, uh, watching the prospects practice and play. So, and then training camp is right around the corner. So yes, excitement. Be excited. Be happy. Hockey's almost back. Um, but you don't get your expectations too high because you're only going to set yourself up for major heart-crushing disappointment. That's right. <laughs> um, and remember, like you said about the Bears, just entertain me. I just want the Hawks to be entertaining and competitive and lose every game. Mm-hmm. Fun bad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. We're back tomorrow, 1.30 p.m. in the studio for Top Shelf Tuesday. What are we going to talk about? Be Stuff on the top shelf. That's right. Exactly. Uh, thanks butter. to Kevin for running the show today. We greatly appreciate it. Mailbag Monday is always a little more uh, complex with all the images and stuff like that. So thanks, Kevin, for running the show. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 1.30 on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.